The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. I smile every time I hear this song because I think of Andrew Gross on his treadmill. He always said this is his workout song and he would just be dancing along. <laughs> mouthing the words on the treadmill although i would like to see in person him on a treadmill at uh, the twilliger rec center i've never actually seen it with my own eyes i don't know if this is a claim if it's a ruse i'm kelsey campbell sitting in for jaylen i and andrew gross this week they are off in uh, beautiful jamaica with a bunch of wonderful 630 ched listeners and uh i had to get dave campbell in the studio today to talk about what i think is one not just one of the biggest sports stories of the week but one of the biggest stories of the week. I admitted to you and I admitted to Chet Nation that I typically watch one NFL game once a year and that is the Super Bowl. Yeah. And mostly I'm focused on putting elbows out at the cheese dip station. Uh, <laughs> but yesterday happened to, to get to a chance to catch both of the championship games. And it was a big learning curve for me because... I think I, first of all, really lucked out with the two games I decided to watch. Probably mm-hmm. the most exciting football games, as far as I'm told from real fans. Absolutely, because the first two weeks of the playoffs, honestly, were a little on the on the down. Well, it was a lot on the downside. There were a lot of lopsided games, and there was the odd close game, but you had eight prior games that were not very good, and then all of a sudden, yesterday, you know, comes around, and you thought that both games were going to be good, but we had no idea what we were in for, and for both games to go into overtime, to have all the 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 uh, lead changes in both games, and some controversy in the first game uh, with a non-pass interference call, and then, of course, the, the, the AFC Championship game was just out of this world, so yeah, two of the best football games um, I have ever seen for sure, so I don't think a lot of people agree with that. If you have the game recorded, this is officially... Your your warning that we're your spoiler alert that we're going to talk about this. So I, this is my my football knowledge. There is no such thing as a Super Bowl without Tom Brady. So he made that come true. I correct. You always (laughs) feel in in those last few minutes of the game that there's no way there's enough time for them to get another touchdown, and that was the case with with Brady at the at the final final. There was two minutes to go. I'm like, there's not enough time, and then yet here there is a chance for for the Kansas City Chiefs to come back and tie it up. Yeah. And I just didn't believe that there was time for either of those things to happen. But yes, Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, they are off to the Super Bowl after winning 37-31 over the Kansas City Chiefs. And Jared Goff led the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, over the New Orleans... I don't even have their... What's the team? Saints. The Saints. Thank you. This is what a football fan I am. <laughs> they won 26-23 in overtime. So yeah. a couple things in history were made there. Two overtime championship games, same day. Yeah, and just incredible. I mean, in the first game, um, you know, a lot of people are talking about the missed pass interference call, and that was on uh, Rams defensive back Nickel Roby Colbin. Who, it, was, it was blatant, and... He, clear contact before the ball was even near the intended target, Tommy Lee Lewis of the Saints, and no call. It's unbelievable. And the CFL has one up on the NFL in this regard, is that that play is challengeable in the CFL. It's not in the NFL, although now you hear today that, oh, well, the NFL wants to, or is going to discuss, and there's lots of people that work in the uh, NFL um, that want the pass interference challenged. But then to have the interception in overtime, uh, the Rams uh, pick off uh, Drew, Drew Brees, and then 
then they go down, and Greg Zerline, their kicker, has to kick a 57-yard field goal. 57. I know it's in a dome, so it's a controlled environment. It's still a 57-yard field goal, and he nails it. And, and that was incredible. And for Drew Brees, who's 40 years old, I mean, he and Tom Brady, they're in the 40-plus uh, 40, 40, uh, club now. Um, it would have been a great story to see Tom Brady against Drew Brees, the you know two war horses uh, of the of the NFL, you know. But now we're not going to see. It. We're going to see the old the old guy who can still get it done, and Tom Brady against Jared Goff, who is I believe the youngest. It's either the youngest player to win a conference, youngest quarterback to win a conference championship game or an NFC uh, championship game. I'm not sure, but you know you got the the student against the uh, against the master. It's going to be fun. This is one of the stats I pulled up that Tom Brady at 41 years old and. LA's Jared Goff at 24 years old. They combine for the largest age gap of opposing starting QBs in Super Bowl history. Wow. And it's 17 years, 72 days. That's incredible. And I remember when these two teams met before, because this is a rematch of 17 years ago when the Rams were in St. Louis and they had a quarterback by the name of Kurt Warner, who's, you know, at that point he was, uh, you know, kind of starting to be a much more bigger name uh, won a Super Bowl with the Rams a couple years earlier but then he had this Tom Brady in his rookie year um, out of nowhere sixth round draft pick out of Michigan and his 40 time was slow and he was just an unimpressive physique but man he's smart he's got the the physical tools because what's in his brain translates into his into his uh, physical skills and now it's reversed. He's he's the old he's the old warhorse against the young uh, against the young Jared Goff. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. But you know we still have to get over those games yesterday. And I don't think we're gonna do that anytime soon. But I that's that's as someone like I, I think I'm being pretty honest about my NFL watching habits. Uh, and I I was honest with you earlier this morning when we were talking about the games that if you asked me just a couple weeks ago to name some of the football teams, I would tell you the Miami Dolphins, and that would be the end of the list. <laughs> Because I've always known it's just such a cute football name that I can't forget cute. the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Who doesn't love Flipper? <laughs> okay, I did want to get some of the details of the game out of the way before I start yelling at you so that you can help me understand. And people are with me. People are choked. And I'm glad that as someone who has quite a bit of knowledge about the NFL, I'm not alone. <laughs> uh, the NFL overtime rules are horrible, this texter says, 630-630. Basically, if you win a coin flip, you win the game. There's no skill involved. And that was what I thought. Yeah to be absolutely insane as I'm watching the Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs they come back they tie it up like this is going to be such an exciting overtime oh and then even the sports broadcasters that were announcing they already called the end of the game saying yeah Oh, that's too bad. The Chiefs gave it a really good run just because the Patriots won the the coin toss. Yeah, I agree. And I'm a Patriots fan, so I'm very happy that you know my team's back in the Super Bowl, even though a lot of people are sick of them. But okay, um, hold on. Were you a fan of the Patriots before they were the Tom yes. Brady Patriots and the Nine Belichick? Yeah, 1993 is when I became a Patriots fan because of a quarterback by the name of Drew Bledsoe. Because at the time, the NFL was a very boring league. It was just run, 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 not much passing. And then I believe there was a game that Drew Bledsoe uh, had 70 pass attempts. He was 45 of 70. And I said, wow. And that's a NFL record, I believe, still today for most pass attempts in a, in a regular season game. And I think in a... In a game period so I've been through the tough times with the Patriots so um, yeah I'm not I'm not a bandwagon jumper there's a lot of people that that 
climbed aboard 17 years ago, but I was a decade earlier. So, um, yeah, so I've been a longtime Patriots fan. So Okay, so talking about the overtime structure. They stink. And for those of you who are new to the sport as I am, here was the thing that was most surprising. The team's tied. They go to overtime. You, whichever team wins the coin toss, they get possession of the ball. Yeah. And it's first touchdown wins. Yeah. That, for, yeah. In any other sport, there is guaranteed, well, almost guaranteed, this chance of a switch of position. When you That's talk right. about hockey or basketball or soccer or any other sport, baseball, you don't necessarily, it's not like they drop the puck, one team gets to shoot at the net, if they miss, the other team gets to go. Yeah. That does, that's not how that works. No, that's not how that works at all. And so here's how it works for the OT, with the OT system now. And, it, and it's better than before, where before you won the coin toss, first score wins, right? So most of the time, like 95% of the time, teams would kick a field goal. So it would be very, it was a very kind of anticlimactic process. So now the team that wins the coin toss, if they score a touchdown on the first possession, it's over. If they uh, kick a field goal, the team can come back, the other team gets the ball, and if they kick a field goal, then it's kind of a back and forth. But also the team that wins the coin toss, um, their next score, if the game is tied, it would, would win the game, right? So the other team wouldn't wouldn't be allowed to, to come back and try and match it. So it's better than it used to be, but I tell you what, I can't imagine what it was like for the Kansas City Chiefs and their quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, who's on the sidelines after having a pretty good second half of football, not get the ball in their hands. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And in the CFL, they have an overtime system, which I think it's pretty good. I don't think it's perfect by any means. I don't think there's any perfect system. I think hockey has it pretty pretty right, though. Um, in the playoffs, you just play until there's a score, um, until there's a goal. But in the CFL, you scrimmage from the 35-yard line, and whatever score you get, uh, it has to be matched or exceeded by... And if you don't score, then the other team can win it on their, on their possession. But it's... It's a lot, it's, it's better because both teams have the football. So the Patriots go and score. Okay, the Chiefs should come out and see what they can do. And if they can match a touchdown, then we keep going. Now, I don't think the NFL wants the, like the, uh, the system that I'm talking about because they have the, a similar system in the, in the NCAA in American college where you scrimmage from the 25-yard line. And it's basically the same distance because their goalposts are at the back of the end zone because they have a 10-yard end zone compared to the CFL where it's right up on the goal line. So it's almost the same distance. But you have games that end like 74-72. I don't think the NFL wants that. I'm not necessarily saying that's what would happen anyway. But the NFL doesn't want to have, you know... So they're trying to prevent the MLB from happening. Yeah. Where you can go into inning 14, 15 as they keep tying it up or go scoreless. But I think they got to talk about this. You know, is this the the most fair process? And I think we all agree it's not. You have to just be exceptional at calling heads or tails. Pretty much. That's the system. And, you know, Morley Scott and I were talking about this. Football is, we hear the term complementary football. Right, and that means you have all three phases of the game that play into each other. Yeah, got the got the kicking game, the, the the which is part of special teams. You got offense, defense. Okay, so the Patriots' offense scores. So now it's up to the defense to see if they can prevent the Chiefs' offense from scoring. But you don't get to see that. They get a touchdown. Woohoo! We're going to the Super Bowl. It's over, and the Chiefs are left wondering what would happen if they did get the football. So the rules for OT in the championship games, are they the same as regular season? 
Yeah. There's no change there. Yeah. Okay, and then when you go to the Super Bowl, if it were to go to overtime, same thing. Same you thing. can win the Super Bowl by calling heads when it drops heads? Correct, correct. Now, it doesn't always work this way. Because we, we <laughs> I'm so it, mad at this. there were two ties in the NFL actually this year. There were two ties, so it doesn't always go this way. And most of the time, the other team gets a possession. So you got two teams that that do get the, the touch the football. But you know, you see what happened yesterday too. And it's it's tough when it's a playoff game. Regular season game is tough, but when it's a playoff game, that that really hurts. I think for Chiefs fans. So you know, unlike the NFC Championship game when the New Orleans Saints had the ball in their hand, they and they turned it over and then the, the Rams won, you can kind of live with that a little bit better. But, uh, yeah, it, it was as happy as I am as a Patriots fan to see my team back in the bowl for their ninth time in the last 17 years. It, uh, it shouldn't have ended the way it ended. Dave Campbell, Kelsey Campbell. We'll be back with some expectations for the Super Bowl in just a few minutes. It's Campbell and Campbell. On the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News, I'm Kelsey Campbell sitting in for Jalen and Andrew. Dave Campbell is the producer of Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins and the color analyst for the Edmonton Eskimos on 6.30 Chet. We are talking Super Bowl and what a ridiculous joke overtime is in the NFL. Those are my words, not yours. You're a little bit calmer than I. Yes, I, I do agree with you. I just have a bit of a softer tone. So, uh, <laughs> by the way, we, we forgot about something or... I should say, I forgot about something. Yeah, sports guy. Yeah, and a Patriots fan too. The Patriots won a Super Bowl in overtime two years ago against the Atlanta Falcons. That February fifth, twenty seventeen. That's the fa- very good. That was the famous twenty uh, five point deficit that the uh, Patriots uh, erased and won it in overtime. And uh, that's right. So even then, they were talking about the overtime system being terrible and you know so yes that's right so one game has gone into overtime in Super Bowl history we've got a passionate fan I'd love for you to sign your name so I can attribute it all caps so you know their man Tom Brady did that two years ago winger I You're love right. I love that they're still calling me winger <laughs> I, that used to be my nickname and I, I like that when it comes back it shows that you're a legit member of Ched Nation appreciate it yeah New England was down matches it down and tied it with a touchdown won a coin toss match down again for a touchdown yep and it was done and even then people were saying like i said they gotta they gotta fix that overtime system see the thing is the nfl they hear this stuff and for some reason it goes to the rules committee during league meetings in the off season and they just are very very reluctant to make these kind of changes for some reason. I don't know why. Well, it doesn't seem to be limiting the number of fans in the stands. No. 80,000 people in the stadium yeah. for yesterday's games. That's the thing. People will yell and scream and be upset about it, and what's wrong with the NFL, and they'll be there watching the Super Bowl in two weeks, right? So, you know, that that's just the way it is, and maybe that's the reason why the league says, well, why should we change it? We're not losing viewers. We're not losing sponsors. We're not losing money. So why do we need to change it? But that's where I think the teams, you know, that when you have the managers and the governors and, and coaches within the teams that are on competition committees, maybe they got to start listening. You know, so if you're Sean Payton, the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, you're going, why can't I challenge pass interference when it was blatantly obvious it was? And that's not maybe the reason that they lost the game, but for him, he's saying that. I lost the chance to at least challenge that penalty to get it correct. So I give myself and my team a better chance of winning the game. And 
So it's always a struggle to, to change rules in the NFL. They've done a good job of trying to eliminate the headshots and the target. They call it, it's not the traditional targeting rule, I think, that they have in the NCAA where it's, um, you know, the head is completely off limits. I think there's a little bit of leniency, but they're getting to the point where the head is off limits. But other rule changes, it just seems like it's, uh, it's like pulling teeth. The Patriots wrap their season 13 and 5, the Rams 15 and 3. Yep. The Rams are actually much stronger going into this game, but mm-hmm. it's Tom Brady and the Super Bowl is where I think he probably feels most comfortable. He's used to yeah. being in front of that crowd with millions of people watching from around the world. Chance to win his sixth Super Bowl in his ninth appearance. It's incredible. Uh, the Rams will be tough. I think they have a very good offense. They have a quarterback that's very young, like you said, in Jared Goff, who's 24 years old. So how does he handle the moment? Um, if he handles it like Nick Foles did last year with the Eagles, they'll be fine. Uh, Rams are a good team. They have a very good offense. Uh, their defense is very good. I think they can do some things that frustrate the, the, the Patriots. But you got Tom Brady on, on the other side. you got Bill Belichick, who's you know one of the best head coaches if not the best head coach in NFL history and you give him 2 weeks to prepare for an opponent that's that's tough but and that that's another matchup too you got Bill Belichick who's the old sage 60 65 66 years old against Sean McVay who's about 32 33 so there's so many elements that make this uh a really exciting uh, Super Bowl, and I think uh, we're going to see it. So, And can the Patriots win their sixth Super Bowl in the last 17 years? I certainly hope so. So how does Brady match up to other quarterbacks of past? Is, is he the most decorated of all time? Yes, he is. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think he's the greatest of all time, and I'm trying not to be biased when I, when I say that, but... You well, know. you're absolutely beaming right now every time you get to yes. talk about the Patriots <laughs> and Tom Brady. Well, and, and this year is a lot different than past years because they were favored for the most part, except for their first Super Bowl win under Tom Brady uh, 17 years ago. They've been favored to win. No one gave them a chance, or not many people gave them a chance against the Chargers. Even less people gave them a chance to win yesterday to go into the most hostile environment in the league at Arrowhead Stadium in, in Kansas City against a very good team. If they can keep that Chiefs team together, they're going to be very formidable down the road. But they seem to find a way uh, to get it done. So um, they have, you know, like I say, Bill Belichick, he, he finds a way to get it done as far as finding the right players and the right mix. And, you know, he... Um, it's just it's amazing you know and I didn't think this team was going to be as good um, as you know getting to a Super Bowl this year I, I haven't liked their defense all season and I still don't like them and that's what makes me concerned as a Patriots fan because the Rams are very good offensively so you got they got to find a way to slow down that offense but uh, it's a chess match always you know especially when you got this much time to prepare you got two weeks it's always a it's always a chess game so it should be a lot of fun well, the games were a heck of a lot of fun to watch yesterday oh. and a welcome distraction from the Oilers' homestand. Yes, and we will get to that for sure later on with when Morley steps in for sports and for sure on Inside Sports tonight with uh, with Reed Wilkins. That's Dave Campbell. I'm Kelsey Campbell. It's Campbell and Campbell on 630 Chad. See ya. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.